So now, I have the distinct pleasure of introducing our first speaker of the day, a woman that oozes love, community, a quiet confidence, and a bigger-than-life personality, a friend, a supporter, and our main stage sponsor of this year, a woman that does not like to be defined by her title, which is the CEO of Dovaco. She believes so intimately in leadership and community. And it perfectly sums up who Shelley Butler is, a woman who lives to serve. When she's not in her zone empowering everyone she meets to be a leader, she's leading with love. Shelley's in her other zone, enabling her healthy habits to lead her with daily exercise and journaling. Her most significant accomplishment is raising her daughter, Nicola, who just began her career as a school teacher. A previous self-described deadhead who followed the Grateful Dead all over North America with her husband. Please welcome to the stage Shelley Butler and her talk, Victim to Victorious. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I am so grateful to be here with you all, virtually. I'm grateful. And I want to thank you, Terry Ann, because the bravery and the courage that you showed us all by putting on this event during this pandemic, this uncertain time, this anxious, stressful couple years... I want to thank you so much. I'm grateful to be here with you all virtually and connected in the here and the now. You see, the biggest complaint that I've been hearing lately is I feel so disconnected in this last few years. I feel so disconnected. You know, Harvard just put out a study, an 80-year study, that actually said that what the key to happiness is, is social connection. Social connection. So we better figure it out. If it has to do with our happiness, and we all want that, we better figure it out. You see, our beliefs tend to keep us stuck. Our belief about connection is about if I give you a hug, if I can look into your eyes, if I can touch you. That's our perception about connection. Our beliefs can keep us stuck. I know mine did. Years ago, I was invited to this leadership conference, an amazing, amazing opportunity for me. And it was at the Ritz-Carlton in Toronto. 
And I was so nervous. I was feeling unworthy. I knew that everybody saw that I was broken. You see, this was a conference like no other that I had ever been to. I didn't actually get on that plane or actually buy my plane ticket until the very last minute because my unworthiness held me back. I landed in Toronto. I walked into the Ritz-Carlton and felt even smaller. This place was beautiful. Got in through the lobby. They took me up to my room. Yes, this place actually takes you to your room. Not only did they open the door and I walked into that room, but that hotel room consisted of three rooms. The bathroom mirror had a television in it. I was even smaller. I was not worthy. This conference was filled with millionaires and one billionaire. I wasn't even a thousandaire. So... Um, I wasn't worthy to be there. The next morning came. I got dressed up. I went to the conference floor at the Ritz-Carlton. Opulence. Beautiful food everywhere. A brist in the corner. I went there. The doors opened to the conference. The music was playing. It was crazy. People were running to the front, including myself. This conference was a lot of money. A lot of money. And, um, you know, I was going to sit as close to the front as I possibly could. And I made it. And I sat down. I had my notes. The conference organizer got on the stage and came out larger than life. And he said, for the next four days, it was a four-day leadership conference. For the next four days, we are going to show up in our truth and in our authenticity. And then in the next breath, he said, stand up and share your deepest, darkest secret with the people around you. (gasps) I mean, I've already, I, I knew everybody knew I was broken. I wasn't feeling like I could do that. But everybody was stood up and everybody was doing it. What came to my mind was, I'll forgive my rapist. I'm like, where did that come from? But I did, I stood up. And I leaned into the very first person I saw, and I said, I'll forgive my rapist. To which she replied, I'll forgive my brother-in-law who killed my sister two weeks ago. (gasps) What? I knew that I wasn't the only broken one. I wasn't the only one feeling the hurt, the embarrassment, the loss. The 99 other people that were there with me, the millionaires and the one billionaire, were also feeling the same. We're also feeling the same. Connection was made. Connection was made. I lived in the world of victimhood for a really long time. I was the victim in victimhood. And I tell you right now, that neighborhood is shady. And you do not want to stay there for very long. When you tell your truth, when you're being authentic, when you're being vulnerable, all of a sudden that narrative has less hold, has less grasp on me. I was able to rid myself, or begin 
to rid myself of that narrative. So I say to you, connection is so important, and we must find a way to connect. I was a victim of sexual abuse from the ages of about 7, 8 to about 13 years old. I was broken. I was embarrassed. You know, you live in a, a world of shame. And I lived there for a little while until I started to rid myself of that story that no longer served me. So let me just say to you now, those of you that are out there virtually in your jammies, um, do you feel a little more connected to me? So yes, I told you a story. I told you a story about the Ritz-Carlton and the fact that we did. We got to whisper. I was there personally in her ear. But then I also told you a little bit about a personal story about me, my victimness, my victimhood. Can I get you to consider that we are a little more connected? Knowing that connectivity is so important, connection is so important. We decided at Dovaco to double down in it, to double down in people first. People over profit even. Scary. We still have to pay our bills, of course. And we were in a place at Dovaco that we certainly could. But we also knew that putting people first was going to be the winning ticket, the game changer. And it was. It was. You know, I just told you a story about me and how perhaps I wasn't showing up on the day-to-day because I had this narrative in my head of dirty girl of not worthy, of a little less than. That narrative kept me in mediocrity for a long, long time. A long, long time. So knowing, again, that connection is so important, imagine your coworker, perhaps dealing with a father that's ill, maybe their own mental illness, maybe a mother who has cancer, Bottom line, not everybody has a great day. Not everybody has a great week. And not everybody has a great month or even a great year. So we as leaders, we as business owners, when we hire people to do a job, we expect the job to be done, right? And done well. That's our expectation. But what if we took a moment And we thought about the narratives. We thought about the stories that people hold on to that don't give the best expression of themselves. How can you be at your creative and your innovative best when you're carrying around those stories? So what if our connection at work became a little bit deeper? So it's not about, hey, did you get that line of code done? Um, 
Maybe it's more about how was Jacob's hockey game last night? Maybe it's about how is your dad doing? I know he was in the hospital. What if we connected with the people, our coworkers, on that level? What if we took the time to do that? At Dovaco, we have values, but they're not my values as CEO. I didn't stick the values on the wall and say, I want you to do those. <laughs> I want you to follow those. What we said at Dovaco is find your values. It's really important to focus and find your values. Mine are love, health, and integrity. And I discover myself through my values in others, in others around me. It's an icebreaker. It's a way to connect with the people at work, the people that you spend so much time with, the people that you want to be creative, the people that you want to be innovative. What if you put them first? We did. And we were so pleased. We were so pleased at how things were going. You know, creating culture, creating Dovaco culture for us, we understand is a process. And there really isn't, there are books written about it, but if you look into it, there's not many that have walked the walk. Dovaco is walking the walk. We've put software behind it, software that matches who we are. We now, if you want to build your own culture, we now have a place for you to begin. And I'm so excited. You know, I ran into, um, when I became CEO, which is not that long ago, a week before the pandemic, I think, lucky me, um, I ran into a uh, fellow um, um, high school friend, and he just became the interim CEO for Atlantic Lotto. And he's like, oh, Shelly, did you hear? I, I, you know, I said, yes, congratulations. And he said, do you have any advice for me? I told him the best advice that I could give him was to shut up. And I meant it. Being the leader doesn't mean that you are the dictator. Being the leader means that you serve others. Like Terry Ann said, true leadership, in my belief, is about serving others. You see, I've already rise to the top. I've already risen. I let go of my stories and I rose. So now my leadership role at Dovaco is about taking care of the people who are taking care of the business. And they know it. They know I have their back. Make a decision. Be excited about the decision that you're going to make. <sighs> you know... When we talk about living in our authenticity, we talk about living in our vulnerability, we talk about living in our truth, it takes some work. It takes a lot of work, actually. At the age of 47 is when I said, I'll forgive my rapist. I put that rapist in jail when I was 24 years old believe that I had healed from within. 
I certainly didn't. If at 47 it came back with such zeal, then I had tucked it. I tucked it deep down. But I'm going to tell you, it kept me in mediocrity. It's so important to live our truth, to live our vulnerable truth. As I connect with you here today, I would have you consider the interaction that I had at the Ritz-Carlton with, I'll forgive my rapist, and the interaction that I just had with you about telling you about my victimhood. The connection is true, even though we're virtual, because it's real and it's authentic. That's how connection is made. Doesn't matter that we're here virtually with one another. I know that my Dovaconians are watching me. I had all kinds of shout outs this morning. I know my daughter is there and my sisters are there. Amazing. And I'm connecting. See, we connect in here through our heart space. And it was so important for Dovaco to find that heart space. It was so important for me to double down in leading with love at Dovaco. And when I say leading with love, people are like, ooh, what does love have to do with business? Everything. It has everything to do with business. Being in love with what you do is beautiful. But I would ask you to think about the possibility of walking into that meeting, walking into that seminar, walking into any situation, brainstorm session, with love. That means not being attached to the outcome, your own personal agenda, walking into the space with heart. With heart and with a clearing See, when we go in with our own attachment to what the agenda is going to be and we're the attachment to what the outcome is going to be, you're not there to listen. So open your heart. Put your listening ears on and shut up. <laughs> All right. You know... I want to tell you, we have, I did tell you, we doubled down, right, in the Dovaco heart set, and we made sure that people can live their authentic self. We gave them tools for that, and people are working on it. We're all doing our very best to work on it. So let me get you just to consider for a moment that the workspace you have and the home space you have, how you show up at work, how you show up at home. Maybe you should just merge those together and create a life space. Super, super important. To be authentically you, the only way that you're going to create connection is being authentically you. Being real, living in your truth. We give tools for that at Dovaco, like I was just saying. So focus. Focus on what is ailing you. Focus about what is keeping you in mediocrity. Giving it space. Just allowing it to sit, marinate for a little while. Don't do the blame game. Don't try to fix it right there. 
be in the uncomfortable of it. And then go to your edge and start telling your story. The grasp on you will be released. You will come out of mediocrity. The sun will be brighter. The sky will be a little bluer. And you will be in flow. Focus. Give it space. Be uncomfortable. Go to your edge. And be in flow. And those are Dovico's five pillars. We work on them daily. There is no greater agony, no greater agony than bearing an untold story that's inside of you. I tell you that right now. I lived it. That's Maya Angelou. I love her. I absolutely love her. And when she said, I rise, yep. I did. I rise. Rise up to the challenge. Check in with your coworkers. Be in love with what you do. Be in love with the people that are around you. Leadership is all about love. Find connection. I know you can. And rid yourself of the stories that no longer serve you. I can be changed by what happened to me, but I will not be reduced by it. I will be changed by what happened to me, but I will not, I will not be reduced by it. Lead with love. Thank you.